what, you, what you've got is a page um, from the guide, Green Guide. Obviously, I'm not asking you to look at it too much depth. Um, but what it does is it takes a, <coughs> here we've got a screeded in-situ concrete slab, upper floor slab, and it just breaks down the, its performance in different environmental categories and then gives it a summary rating. Um, its summary rating is E, so it's bad. But you, but you can do this for all the different construction types. Um, one of the next mandatory requirements, surface water runoff, is one of the ones that developers have had real problems with because for, for two reasons. <clears throat> Initially, the, the, they, they set a standard that you had to reduce the runoff of your site um, to previous development, to pre-development rates. Um, now, on your site, which I think is an old industrial site, that, that's not going to be difficult at all because it's almost all impervious. But if you were building on a greenfield site, it can be almost impossible to do that. Um, depended on your sort of ground conditions and so on. And so they were having real problems with that, uh, developers meeting that requirement. Um, another requirement is that if where you don't use infiltration, I'll, I'm going to try not bore you with suds and stuff, but you can use soakaways, which is where you just let the, the water from your site run away into the ground on some sites. On some sites you can't. And where you can't do that, you have to use rainwater harvesting. Um, and this is something that it wasn't really very well explained in the code, and sort of developers suddenly came up with the fact that they were having to spend 1,000, 1,500 pounds a unit putting in rainwater harvesting. Um, sorry? Two and a half. Oh, two and a half. It's more expensive up here, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's the, the kind of costs that suddenly were thrust upon people without... And it wasn't... Because it hadn't been sort of put out in bold, people weren't aware of it until the last minute. So They, they, were, they have made some... What's the word? Um, yeah, conciliatory measures. It's, yeah, it's, um, I've spent a lot of time arguing with drainage engineers about it, but I'll, um, yeah, I'll move on. But in, in summary, just, it's, these are the kind of things, issues that people have had with the code, and it is something that the developer needs to be aware of right up front. Um, the mandatory requirement on waste is just that you provide enough waste in accordance with BS5906, which is it's fairly standard and, and no challenge. Okay, um, one of the most challenging ones was mandatory requirements for water. You, you, what happened was you had these quite ambitious plans where people were going to build code level 5 and code level 6 houses. As you can see there, the, the notional water use you're allowed for that is 80 litres per person per day, um, which is less than half of the average that we, that we use in Britain. Well, the way it's calculated, you use a calculator looking at all those elements you can see at the bottom there, so your toilets, um, kitchen sinks, wash basins, showers, washing machines, blah, 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 water softeners and so on. And it, you come up with a total uh, energy water use per person per day. The problem was in the old days, it basically was impossible to get 80 litres per person per day. And um, the BRE, after sort of trying to stand their ground for quite some time, eventually have changed the calculation methodology, which makes it a lot more accessible now. Um, the, the reason I'm telling you this is most of you are planners, and, and you will be getting statements from developers saying, we're going to get code level 5, code level 6. You need to be aware of what, they, you know, what they're saying when they're saying this. Um, so hopefully you can understand some of the complications. 